Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. Recorded on the 16th of August, 2020, this is episode 208. And now for the show... Let's crank it. All right, I'm going to crank it. And spank it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hello and welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast. I am Alan Miller, and I'm joined, as always, from the Bad Teacher Studios by the one, the only, Dr. David Overby. How's it going there in uh, undisclosed uh, Bad Teacher location? You know, it's actually going uh, pretty well for me uh, personally, uh, hello, listener. This is Dr. Dave Overby from the Bad Teacher Studios. This is the Modus Operandi podcast being recorded on August the 15th, 2020. And uh, Alan and I are actually in our 10th year of doing MoPod, as we call it. We started in January 2010. And we did have a, a brief area where we weren't transmitting, but not for that long when you think about the whole duration of 10 full years. And I'm pretty sure that this is our fourth podcast of this year, uh, including the one that um, we did in April that unfortunately still hasn't sent that we're working on. Yeah, we got to figure out how to get that that thing up here to me. If, if we can, stupid Apple phones. It would be really easy if if it was an Android. You could just plug it in your computer, copy it over, dump it onto a CD or something, and send it to me. But no, to get stuff off of your phone, you got to have iTunes, and to have iTunes, you've got to update it every single time you turn it on the computer. And since your computer apparently is allergic to the internet. Um, that makes that a little difficult. I wish we'd done it while you were up here. I think I've got iTunes on on one of these, or I might. I actually might have a program that'll just let me strip your phone. Uh, that's not an Apple um, uh, thing. Uh, a friend of a friend of mine had a um, uh, was it an iPhone or was it a? It may have actually been an iPod, and uh, he wanted. You know, it's really hard to edit stuff because apple's a fucking shit company um it's really hard to like move stuff off and on your your ipod or your iphone because they want they want to control all of it they don't want you to control it um and uh he really wanted to like just take everything off of his his uh ipod and and put new stuff on it and it's just almost impossible with itunes or or any of that shit so we uh I downloaded a program and it would let me just see the files on there and, and just you know copy them and delete them and put new ones on there. Um, so well, we, I think we all might these points are are interesting because I I was thinking about the fiasco going on with the postal service, and I'm just thinking that one of the many meltdowns in our society is that even these communication 
tools that we think are so great don't really work that well. For example, I was trying to look up some information in preparation for the podcast this evening and uh, both regarding uh, local news and politics as well as with sports. Sports! And uh, I was not able to, in any kind of timely fashion, get up-to-the-date information. Like when I was trying to look up about information about uh, local protests concerning the removal of the Robert E. Lee statue at the Callaway County uh, Courthouse, I got all this information about what happened in June. And then when I was trying to get information to see about whether the St. Louis Cardinals were going to finally play a baseball game for the first time since July the 29th, I kept getting all this information from late July and early August. So everything about all of these systems is really just garbage. Um, I know we're supposed to think the Internet is great and you just get some apps and plug things in and don't be a technophobe and load the stuff up. But, uh, I mean, I, I think I use this stuff probably more than the average person. I do uh, multiple podcasts, and I it's a regular part of my everyday life. But I, I know what I'm doing. I just think that the all of the formats are poorly designed and stagnant, and nobody's really motivated to do a good job of communicating, and the technology sucks. Yeah, I... <laughs> I mean, I've for for I've gotten to where for news, and I, this this actually is is kind of a little bit of a of a pain being up here in the in the uh, in my music studios. I don't have my my laptop up here, uh, but I usually just use Twitter I, <laughs> to 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 find out what's going on today because it almost. I mean, if you if you go on Twitter and just type in Cardinals, you're going to get like somebody that was live tweeting the game and is going to give you the scores and and what was going on whereas you know, if you if you just use Google, you know, half the time it's like what is the biggest news story about the Cardinals? And you would think it would be that they're playing, you know, they're they're playing this weird, you know, uh crowdless COVID game. Uh, that that would be the top, but no, it's some big game that they played, like you said, you know, last well, year. Specifically, or, the news or, with the Cardinals is that there had been an outbreak on the team. Seven players and six other staff were a total of thirteen infections, so they were shut down for two weeks, and it looked like they were ready to start back up. Then there were two more positive tests, and it was like, well, you need to go three straight days without there being any positive tests. I guess this is their kind of making it up as they go along uh, protocol, which, of course, is a oxymoron. But um, So the, the question was, uh, then when there were the new tests, they shut down the Detroit Tigers game. They were supposed to play the Chicago White Sox last night, which was Friday night, but they didn't. So it was just a simple matter of, well, are they going to play today? It's, you would think um, that'd be it, the first thing that would come up. You just type in see that's, that's know, weird. St. Louis I, Cardinals COVID, St. Louis Cardinals I just uh, I just literally just typed in Cardinals into Google, right. and the first thing that came up was St. Louis Cardinals six to three um, final score today over the White Sox. Well, that's Sox. because they finally played. See, they they did actually play today, so now it's sort of back on its regular algorithm. But for the previous three or four days, when I would type something in, because 
they were out of action, you really had to hunt around to get information about, are they playing today? Or what has happened with today's game? Because the information tends just to go straight to the scores, right? So it hasn't really been updated as a format to give you information about things beyond uh, the games and whether or not the players are... um, whether or not the team is going to be playing because there's been a sufficient amount of time without any more positive tests. So uh, the the interesting thing was is I knew they were going to have a double header today, and by the way, they're doing seven innings for these double header games because there have been so many games missed that they're going to have to play so many double headers in order to get the sixty games in before the playoffs come around. Um, that uh, they're reducing the number of innings for these double headers to seven innings. So, I mean, it's really been just a weirdo season. The Cardinals are going to play three double headers in five days, but the information yesterday had said that the Cardinals were going to play their double header today at four uh, ten and seven ten Central Time. So, when I found the game on television, the Cardinals were winning. But it was in the afternoon, and game one had already been played, which the Cardinals won. So, I mean, just getting basic information is um, is not nearly as uh, simple as it ought to be with a technology that's supposed to be advanced and efficient, easy to use. And, you know, Internet's been around for 20 years now. I mean, it should really be a um, – uh, it should definitely be something that's been smoothed out. And instead, I think the Internet is more just kind of spread out, where it's just become more and more things like TikTok and Instagram. and But no one thing has really become improved. Like, you could say that about television. Like, look at television in 1974 with the picture wasn't that great. You Color was new. And, and now you've got more channels and... You've got this high definition. It does look good to watch. Of course, with the pandemic, there's nothing on. But, but yeah, the crowdless thing, uh, you know, America's so good at making everything look fake. You know what they've done with these games is they've put these um, imaginary fake people in the stands, like these cardboard cutouts of fans. And, I mean, it, it looks strange enough with there not being any real fans there, but then they're doing that, and they throw in some crowd noise. It's just kind of like watching a sitcom, and they have the laugh track, except it's a sports game, and you have crowd noises. Yeah, I've, um, I heard that they were really, with the with the basketball, they were trying to get that in because, uh, 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 from what several people I've heard said, uh, you just don't want to hear what those guys are saying to each other. <laughs> Um, especially right, if you're, if you're watching with your noise, children right. or something, you know, you really don't want to hear what those guys are, are saying to each other because it's not nice. Well, that's the interesting thing is that the um, having the games all played in the bubble in Orlando, the basketball court looks smaller because it's not in the middle of one of these big arenas with the big crowd. And it, it, uh, it reminds me of, uh, you know, being a basketball player from back in the day of, the way pickup games look or what it's like to go into a gym and it's just the basketball court there. And, um, and you're right. I mean, the sounds are different 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of uh, uh, trash talk. I mean, I, I think the game is too high-paced and, you know, people are trying to breathe that there's it's pretty much incessant. But you'll, you know, regularly have some things said between players that uh, probably they don't want to be amplified. But it's been really interesting with uh, having all these games being played because they've been on uh, pretty much all the time. And on Monday, they're going to start the NBA playoffs, which is uh, which is interesting. And in a kind of a bizarre way, this is like the first time since 1988 that I'm actually interested in the NBA playoffs. Because there's been this pandemic, there really hasn't been anything to get excited about. And uh, the Boston Celtics here, my team, are actually playing uh, pretty well. They're really, they've got the offense going. They scored 149 points in uh, a game about four days ago and since then they've been they've been winning I don't think they've lost since that that game and they really seem to be clicking and healthy and they have a young uh, player by the name of Jason Tatum who is really emerging into a star and of course the Celtics have a rich history of having uh, frontline players uh, develop into superstars like Larry Bird, Paul Pierce, John Havlicek um, and uh, people people like that. So um, if you're a sports fan or if you're just a human being looking for something to uh, find some amusement in, uh, those NBA playoffs will be starting on Monday, and they're going to have them uh, all day long, teams playing every other day. So, <clears throat> um, Yeah, I – yeah, I, I – yeah. <laughs> I really sincerely doubt I'll watch a single bit of it, but um, I don't know. I, I've I've always I've always thought that the uh, the pro basketball was kind of boring. It is boring. I'm just trying to make a point about what life in a pandemic is like. That's what I'm saying. Is I mean, it is boring, but when there's a pandemic, I mean, this is you know relatively non-boring. I'm just now seeing pictures of what the uh, stadiums look like. Um, I pulled some up to to see. It, this is it is pretty funny. I think my favorite picture is of, of a guy going up to either either try to catch a home run or a, or a foul ball. It looks like he's in the corner of the of the field. And there's there's a couple of there's some cutouts over there, but there's also a, a bunch of teddy bears in the <laughs> in the seats. Yeah. Um, and it's like sure. I mean, why not? Uh, but anything to lighten the mood, I, I suppose. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, as far as the basketball goes, uh, the I think the the Celtics are going to play the Seventy Sixers in the first round, and uh, it's not like I'm going to be watching the games constantly. If and if the games turn out to be boring, and the Celtics, who have really been a big disappointment under their coach Brad Stevens, who at this point I think is. In his um, in his tenth year, and the Celtics have just done absolutely nothing. Uh, then it'll just be another thing that I think is kind of a waste. And I, I do want to say that it's a it is a waste. I think to be having uh, any of these sports because it's a major drain on resources, and it just really uh, reinforces the fact that we live in just such an unequal system where these. If, if we could all be treated the way these athletes are, like put all of us in a bubble, make sure that we get everything that we need, test us all the time, you know, make sure that we don't get infected, 
if an infection does actually happen, get on top of it right away, get everybody isolated and make sure it doesn't spread. Think about how much better off we would be. But, you know, people are dying by the thousands, uh, but great resources are being spent on this uh, on this entertainment. And the reality is, is the fact that the since the baseball and the basketball, they can't be normal uh, under these circumstances. Plus, you have the pandemic hanging over everything. I just don't really think that it's offering the kind of value that people want to believe that it is. I mean, we're simply going to have to, you know, confront the uh, reality of how awful this is and find a way to uh, change the way we live and behave in order to get uh, through it. Bread and circuses, dude. Bread and circuses. Why do you think it is Donald Trump is just... Just, I mean, he, that that motherfucker doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's like, we gotta, we gotta have college football because, hey, we gotta, you know, don't worry about, hey, hey, what you gotta lose? We need some college football, hey, Baba Goo. Um, right, but you know, it's also that, it's also half the country, and all of a sudden, all these people who say that education is a waste of time and money, and we can't invest in it, and we need to keep cutting funds and raising tuition all of a sudden they're talking about how important education is of course the truth is is people are sick of their own families or sick of their own children and mainly it's just a financial uh situation as it always is in the united states where everything is always about money and you know these parents want their kids to be able to go to school so that the parents can go to work and make money so they can continue to be poor and worry about money. All of which is to say that it's completely phony that when people are saying, oh, school is so important for the kids, and so on and so forth. And same Well, thing that's, that's the thing, too, is that, I mean, there, there's... there's I, from what I've seen of the polls, most people are like, ah, this is insane. We shouldn't be sending the kids back to school. But, you know, everyone feels utterly helpless about it. Um, and the th- no, no one's listening to those people because the people in power, they want their wage slaves to get the fuck back to work. You know, they they, they don't want to pay him any unemployment. And they, they, they don't, don't they to. don't want to have to like I don't know maybe raise taxes on the rich for a couple of years to cover this shit. So instead, you know, they want they they want you to go out there and die. I mean, that's uh, Mitch McConnell a hundred percent. He does not give a flying fuck if any human on this earth lives or dies, just as long as he gets reelected and his donors are happy with him. And his wife gets to scam money off of the the PPP program um, without anything happening, and and uh, you know, and he can put a whole bunch of just Nazi fucking Supreme Court justices, you know, and federal judges in place. That he doesn't, he does not care if you die, if I die, if your sister dies, if your mom dies, if if anyone dies, he just doesn't care. The man has as much empathy as a fucking turtle. Which actually, that's insulting to turtles. My apologies to turtles. Um, and I have never seen a turtle show any kind of emotion other than it's time to hide, it's time to eat, and it's time to just walk in that direction. Um, but I still think they have more valid emotions than Mitch McConnell has ever showed in his entire life. I, uh, I completely agree, and I'm sure that that most uh, life forms. 
do as as well. Um, back to the internet and education for just a second. Um, one thing that this whole episode with the pandemic and starting school has made clear is that nobody has ever really believed that online education was legitimate or any good because now suddenly everyone is saying, oh, in-person teaching is the most effective. In, in-person classroom and uh, learning and education is, is the most effective way for the students to learn. It's like, well, if that's true, why have you been moving everything more and more to online and offering all of these online classes? It's just, I mean, these people are so fake and they're just like leaves in a hurricane. I mean, they'll go in whatever direction that the that the dominant winds are blowing them and they'll just say whatever they need to say in the moment to uh, validate their their position. But um, it, the online teaching, if it was actually uh, adequate or legitimate, everyone right now would have no problem with doing it. Like, why don't we just do this for the fall, buy ourselves time for a treatment or vaccine, uh, actually see if we can get this uh, virus under control, then we can start reopening things and, and keep them uh, open. I mean, gosh, I don't know where we should go next. I mean, how long do you give? I guess I'll ask two questions. How long do you give the fall semester at places like University of Kentucky, University of Louisville, and Murray State? And how badly is Mitch McConnell going to blow Amy McGrath out of the water? Um, I think that the McGrath-McConnell, to start with your your second question first, I think that that's actually going to be closer than we expect, but I... I am afraid that uh, that she's going to get her ass beat because she's worthless. Uh, she's boring. She has absolutely no message of any kind, no policies, no – there's just nothing to her. She's, she's nothing but – I'm not Mitch McConnell. I mean that's the only thing that she can fucking say. And as usual, the Democratic Party threw everything they had behind the most boring, milquetoast, uh, right-wing – just fucking worthless candidate. Nobody likes her. You know, I mean, fucking nobody likes Amy McGrath. Um, and here she's the great white hope for for the Democratic Party to 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 slay the evil Mitch McConnell. And we had Booker, uh, who was an absolute fucking fantastic candidate. He A was rising ins- star. He was inspiring. You know, I mean, he was. He had more support from from rural areas than you could possibly expect a black candidate to have in Kentucky. I, I mean, it was just uh, because he spoke the truth. He's he just I mean, just like well, today he did a um, um, a uh, um, an online uh, thing with uh, with Bernie Sanders and a bunch of and several other people, but it was mostly him and Bernie Sanders. Um, and they they you know talked about their their vision of the future and how we need to you know what what our plans are and how we communicate with people and and it was really fucking good and I was like that that's the guy that should be on our ballot uh, not fucking McGrath because have you seen McGrath's ads I have not I don't watch TV I, I, I uh, she um I, I just yeah uh, I, 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 just had, I had another thought images there images real fast huh. 
Can I just tell you about the images real fast? Because sure. it's straight out of a Republican commercial. Oh, what? She shoot a gun? Well, it's chi- well, you know, she's a fighter pilot, right? Yeah. So it's all images of the military. She's she's in the Navy. She's flying her plane, and then it's church, and then it's Notre Dame, and it's church, and it's family, and it's childhood, and it's church, and it's the military, and it's the military, and it's the military, and it's the military, and it's church, and it's the military, and it's family, and it's the church, and it's the military, and it's the flag, and now she's married, and she's got kids. <laughs> I mean, is, is that not just straight out of the Republican fairy tale prototype, archetype of the American life? Like, we all just do exactly these same things. It's childhood, church, Jesus, God, military, war, and then you get married and you reproduce, and then the next generation is ready to do the same thing. Well, I've said this with the last, like, four elections with Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell um, and their opponents, is that the people... Anywhere, but especially here in Kentucky, where I, I think Democrat—I mean, Democrats—stand a better chance here than a lot of Southern places, and it's not good, but they do stand a chance. Um, and I think I think Bashir has done a a, a great deal to um, win over a, a lot of people that would that that you know were, were fairly virulently anti-Democrat because he's just been—he was what we needed in this was a fucking technocrat, you know, somebody that just like. Here's the numbers, and here's what we got to do, and you know, just facts. Here's the facts. Here's the facts. Here's the facts. Um, and also, he's a good lawyer, so he's he's managed to to have a few really nice victories against uh, against uh, the <laughs> against his own attorney general. Um, but I, r- people are going to vote for a Republican over a Democrat, a, a Republican running as a Democrat. Because that's sure. what Amy McGrath is. She's a she's a fucking dino. I, the the fact that they say that she's part of the Democratic Party is just bullshit. She is well. I mean, she I guess she is part of the, today's Democratic Party, but she would have been drummed out in the fucking uh, uh, you know eighties. I, I mean, no one would have given her even a second look in the eighties. Uh, she just well, the Republicans would have. Oh yeah, she would have been running as a Republican because she would have she would have been you know sort sort of a um, moderate right Republican back then, and you know now she's just a right wing Democrat or a fairly moderate comparatively Republican, but she's definitely nowhere near the middle of the spectrum even. You know, and to say that she is is just a lie. But you know, the National Democratic Party—that's what they put everything behind. You know, every single time it's the shittiest uh, uh, fucking candidate with the with the. It's just worthless. They're just worthless. I mean, we've got fucking Rand Paul for a senator for God's sake. They can't even find somebody to beat that goddamn worthless asshole. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, but they're really not. Trying, and as I've said, I just think 
It's a uh, well. They think they think that tr- that finding these. It's like oh, we need to appeal to the Republicans. Fuck you, dumb motherfuckers. You need to get the progressives and the people that don't go vote because you never give them anyone to vote for. Those are the people you need to go after. You need to go after Democrats and people from the left and stop fucking around with trying to get votes from goddamn Trump head motherfuckers. What is wrong with you people? They're not. 30% of Americans are have heads made of concrete. You can't change them without taking a fucking jackhammer to them. And I mean that seriously. The only way you're going to change 30% of Americans' minds is if you shoot them in the face. And trying to get them to, oh, we want to try to get some of their votes. Fuck you goddamn morons. Fuck you. You are well, you're always going to lose doing that. Always. That the Democrats' main objective is just to uh, is to make sure that the alienated remain alienated. Oh yeah. Oh, and but 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 pay lip service to to wanting you know oh oh the LGBTQ community we're taking care of them and uh, oh we we love the black community and it's like yeah yeah do you really. Do you really? Because you really don't seem to be all that worried about finding people that are inspiring to, you know, the progressives and the left wing and the, and the, the half of the country that will vote for you. Instead, well, you're trying to find people the that the other half that won't all. vote for you will, might vote for, and they won't. They'll vote for a fucking Republican over a Democrat pretending to be a Republican. Uh, Dave, I think we've we've already gone all the way past a half an hour here, so you probably yeah, we're ought right to... at half an hour. So uh, why don't we take a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, the uh, option of voting third party in in November. Ah, yay! One of my favorites. All right, uh, we'll be right back uh, after this. I don't I don't know what this commercial message is. So um, uh, okay, bye. We've all had the nightmares. The dream always starts nice and homey, and then... Mommy, we're out of toilet paper! The COVID toilet paper shortages have left all of us traumatized. But never fear. The Mopod RoboLicker 2020 is here. This robotic anus scrubber clings to the underside of your toilet seat until needed. Using a simple phone app, you can summon the Mopod RoboLicker 2020 that scurries out of hiding, attaching itself to your undercarriage with gentle suction cups, and going to town with its tongue-like anal scrubbing appendages, scouring the area with warm water and gentle but persistent tonguing. Firmly cleaning your anus until you tell it to stop and gently blow dry your naughty bits. When complete, it self-sterilizes and is ready to go again. And it has a separate set of urethra liquors for the ladies. You may never leave the bathroom again. Wink. Installs in minutes with just a tube into the toilet tank and a plug for the charging station. Your days of worrying about toilet paper shortages are behind you with the Mopod RoboLicker 2020. And welcome back to the Modus Operandi podcast. I am your co-host, 
Dr. Dave Overby from the Bad Teacher Studios, and I'm joined, as always, from the Institute for Psychic Reform, Alan Miller. Hey, y'all! So, Alan, um, are you blown away by the choice of uh, Kamala Harris for vice president? <sighs> Does it have you uh, eager to uh, stroll into the polls and cast a Democratic vote on November the 3rd? Uh, I mean, no more than I was before, um, which was... Uh, a little bit better than tepid, just because you know we things have got to change. But well, but they yeah. do. But I mean, that's the whole question: Will they actually change if we have you know Joe Biden? And given everything that you had just said about the Democrats in the previous segment, can you really uh, then turn around and defend voting Democrat in November? Well. The fact is, you know, and I, uh, I think it was uh, Vonnegut that said, um, even if there's not someone to vote for, there's always somebody to vote against. Um, and I, this is yet another case of that's what we're faced with. Um, you've got a choice of. Well, I like Kurt Vonnegut, but I don't think he has to be right all the time. I mean, that's. I know. Saying- I, 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 I agree with him. This is a case where. <clears throat> I mean, A, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that any third-party candidate's going to win um, anywhere. Um, and I, I have voted third-party here in Kentucky several times in the past, um, uh, usually green, or um, uh, I voted for Ralph Nader uh, sure. back in the day because I knew that it wasn't going to change anything except that it will, would get votes for them so that they would you know be it would be easier to get on the ballot et cetera the next time around which is strategic voting this is a case where it is it infinitesimally tiny amount possible that even a state like Kentucky could possibly flip because Trump is just so incredibly unpopular um and I mean, it just the 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 recent polling is just staggering. I've I don't think. I mean, for for one thing, uh, actually, it's pretty pretty bad here too. Uh, He's even here in Kentucky, he gets he gets just woeful uh, numbers for his handling of COVID. uh, um, And I I don't I don't uh, know what the I would like to see what's what what effect that his fucking with the post office is starting to have because. Um, you know, there's going to be an awful lot of, of especially Big older government. Pe- yeah, well, fuck. I mean, they've been trying to kill it, you know, incrementally f- since Reagan. But uh, I mean, he just he just did come out and just taken an axe to it. Um, uh, that that uh, what's his name, DeJoy guy that they've they've got in there. I mean, that dude's yeah. just a fucking crook. Um, I mean, he should never have that job in the first place. He has like twenty million dollars worth of stock. In like Fed, FedEx and UPS, yeah. So it's like, I mean, uh, he should just that should just be disqualifying right there. Um, <clears throat> and apparently, there's not a whole lot that you know he's been appointed, and I guess he was confirmed. I don't know how, um, but uh, uh, apparently, there's no way to remove the motherfucker. Uh, that's what I'm. I keep hearing is that is that they're they're just up in arms about what to do. 
And it's like, well, I really think the Congress ought to be able to to fire this guy. You know, I mean, you can't you can't have what they've been trying to do since Nixon, which is create you know this unit. What is it? Unitary president? Where they they're basically a king, and they can just say, let it you know by fiat, you know, let it be that we're gonna you know this is this is how it's gonna happen now. We're gonna we're gonna kill the post office by having this this just absolute piece of shit run it. I mean, one of the first things he did was eliminate overtime. Well, A, they've been understaffed for a while now. So that's the only way the mail is going to get delivered. He basically doesn't want mail to be delivered. Um, And, of course, Trump's been furious with the post office because, you know, they made a deal with Amazon to deliver Amazon uh, uh, packages to go that final, you know, the final mile, as they call it. Um, Or in the case of, like, Murray, uh, where, you know, our folks are, of... That, you know, like where my folks live, that's the final 12 miles um, to deliver, the, you know, any packages to them. Um, and it's the only way that they get, you know, so, I mean, it's the way veterans get their, their prescription drugs. It's the way these retired people get their Social Security checks because, you know, I surprise, surprise, you know, there's a great, a huge chunk of the uh, American population that has absolute shit internet connections so they can't do online banking also they're fucking old you should not have to learn how to do online banking when you can still go take your social security check and deposit it in your bank um you know i mean yes you have to do it with a drive-through now but still you know that's how they're doing it it's 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 just it's absolutely criminal the level of hate it takes to do that. Anyway, that's something that I'm, I I think for sure that that Biden will just immediately overturn the the. Well, I mean, would it would immediately fire DeJoy? Um, it would pro- would do everything he could to reverse those. The one thing I really want to hear from from Biden that that will make me feel a little bit happier about having to vote for him. Um, is that he's just going to undo all of of Trump's executive orders immediately, just 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 say, just negate every single one of them um, and start over again? Because what about uh, federally legalizing marijuana? I wish that he would. I doubt that he will. Um, but I, don't you think I, it's I, a good reason not to vote for him? I kind of think Kamala Harris, though, despite her being you know a, a fucking cop. Um, being, you know, a senator from California, where she's personally seen that there are there's less than no problems uh, with uh, with legalization, that that there might be a voice of of reason in the um, in the in the East Wing now, at least. Um, isn't that where the vice president has his stuff? Is the East Wing? Um, sure. Uh, I, yeah, I think the West Wing's where the the president's staff is in the east wing anyway um that's that would be my hope for it um um i don't i don't think that he would stand in the way if the congress did it you know and that would be the hope is that is that we flip enough of the congress and and a slightly hopeful thing is that an awful lot of of progressive candidates actually won um, 
they're uh, the the, the um, primaries, the Democratic primaries, you know, about. beating out. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, beating out uh, some the the more mainstream party backed people. Unfortunately, we. Uh, what was it? Uh, Bernie Sanders said today. He said, uh, um, well, "Yeah, I think if we'd had about three more days in the campaign, the that, that Booker would have won in Kentucky." I mean, it was it that it's that quick. election was it's that loud. close. And it's fetus um, hunting ammunition. I mean, what, what, it was less we'll than a thousand votes, you, wasn't it? The difference. You can say, "Make uh, my day." It seemed like day. it wasn't quite that close. Mopod um, brand tactical. I mean, I think uh, Booker Get won yours today. Uh, Lexington and Louisville, and then McGrath pretty much won the rest of the state except for a few other places. Yeah, um, Booker won Pike County. Is that not fucking weird? That's a bit of a surprise that a black man from West Louisville would win. Pike County, yeah, Pi- Appalachia. For, but for that's our listeners message, that don't know think, this, it, from the from the hood to the holler, and to really emphasize poverty and the you know common plight of 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 the average person in the United States and and in Kentucky, and that really cuts across racial lines, demographics. I mean, Booker did a better job, really, than uh, than anyone, especially among the. Uh, younger emerging candidates of giving an inclusive message that I think is uh, timely and speaks to the the current situation and, and problems that um, that the country faces, uh, rather than just kind of the generic messages or even in the case of Amy McGrath the generic. Images. I mean, there's there's a non-existent message. There is no message. Amy McGrath is just an image, and it's the it's the fighter jet. It's her in her fighter pilot uniform. It's her in her navy uniform. It's her going to church and the church and children and the flag and community and horses and all of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really think that. Uh, I mean, the Democrats missed out with Booker. My thinking is that, you know, Booker was really gaining momentum so that if he could have won the primary against McGrath, because McGrath wasn't expected to have any challenge at all. And one of the things that really made her look like a dork was the fact that she didn't pay any attention to the protests at all. Mm -hmm. George Floyd protests and also Breonna Taylor um, you know, being uh, killed in in March in, in Louisville. And for her, for McGrath just to ignore these things just shows how out of touch she is and ap- conservative, apathetic uh, with any cause other than just keeping the establishment um, secured and and uh, making sure that it, uh, it continues and that the status quo continues, except she's the better option than the uh, tiresome Mitch McConnell um but but yeah, I just think, well, in terms of the third party option for November, the fact that someone like Charles Booker loses in the primary, Bernie Sanders was predictably eviscerated and taken apart by the Democratic National Committee and the national media. Uh, Anderson Cooper should never be allowed to do journalism again, trying to make Bernie Sanders look like Fidel Castro and that he wants to turn America into Cuba. Anderson Cooper knows that that's not true. That's that's not what Bernie Sanders is trying to do. 
But his big interview with, with Bernie when he was at the very beginning uh, ahead and doing well and an early favorite in the Democratic primary, he talks about those comments that Bernie made in the 80s. I mean, we're talking 40 years ago in the 80s about uh, Bernie Sanders said that it was good that Cuba had a, a literacy program and they had good education and health care. And so that means that what Bernie Sanders wants to do is that he's a Sanders is a fan of Fidel Castro and he wants to turn America into Cuba. Of course, Bernie Sanders has never said that. It's the typical Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Fox News way of looking at Bernie Sanders and his supporters. And uh, so anyway, when it comes when it comes to November, um, you know, I'm in my early 50s. You're not that much older than me, but you're sort of approaching your mid 50s now. You realize that if Biden and Harris become the president, we're likely never in our lifetimes going to see any real change either in the Democratic Party or in the country. Is it really worth it? Whereas you hold out another four years, you say, you know, I, everything is, we've survived the election of 2000, the attack on the World Trade Center, the economic collapse of 2008, We've been ravaged with an opioid epidemic. We've, we've been at war for longer than the history of our country. Mitch McConnell's been in the Senate since before I had my driver's license. I can wait four more years to have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and uh, and uh, Omar or uh, Rashida uh, Tlaib uh, be president and vice president. That's something that I think would actually matter in terms of change occurring. I well, you know, AOC is not going to be eligible till twenty eight. Okay, so we could, um, I guess, we could get Biden and Harris in there, and then Biden steps down, Harris becomes president in twenty twenty four. You know, I tell you who I would like to see is uh, uh, Stacey Abrams. Um, she's just didn't she almost win the uh, Georgia governor? Yeah, yeah, she came. Oh, and it was. I mean, there was a lot of very unfair play on the on the part of uh, what's his name Benson. I think is the guy that won. Um, I mean, he did just voter suppression out the wazoo. I, they removed. I can't even remember how many million voters from the rolls right. You know, within weeks before, and uh, you know, of course. Uh, conservative federal judges put in by Mitch McConnell were just like, nope, it's okay. Um, despite the fact it's just blatantly against the law what he was doing. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, she, I, I heard her on uh, the WTF pro- podcast with Mark Marin, and um, um, I'd always kind of liked her, but uh, that interview, I was just like, holy shit, she's one of the smartest fucking politicians I think I've I've heard. In ages, um, you know, which I, is another thing I've thought about AOC is that is that she's just goddamn smart, you know. She she's she's well educated and she's just fast, you know. And that's the same thing with Abrams. And Abrams, her education story is just fantastic. She she like had um, that eventually her her college was just like you've you've got to get a degree of some kind because she kept switching majors and she ended up uh what was it she got she made up her own major and it was some sort of like philosophy of political science and something else but she was like a a, um a, a star scientist you know when she was in college she just kept bouncing around from from 
uh, you know, one part of academia to another until they were finally just told her she had to pick a major and graduate. They 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 literally uh, uh, her her uh, college president. I mean, this tells you a lot. The fact that your college president knows who you are and takes action to stop you from <laughs> from changing your major again. He told the the admissions office that they were not allowed to give her. Uh, change of major forms until she picked one um, and and got a degree in it. And so she's All right, just, so anyway, that's great. I mean, Stacey Abrams is really smart, and, and, I mean, she would be great, but what about, I mean, this this fall? I mean, do you really think it's worth it to um, vote for, for Joe Biden? I mean, if you were going to predict what a Joe Biden presidency was going to be like without making any reference to Donald Trump, you can't say, well, he wouldn't be Trump, or he wouldn't do this, or he wouldn't do that. Uh, but just to say, what would it be like? What would it be like? I think that it would be more peaceful, probably. I think that our international reputation would improve dramatically. Um, I would hope, and I think that probably this would happen that um they would really lay into the um to the uh international interference both from Russia and China uh though also from Turkey and from a few other places uh, uh, Egypt uh Israel um uh god where else I've, I've heard about a uh, uh, hacking going on from uh, um was it Taiwan or it just there's there's just uh, no it wasn't Taiwan um but there's just the 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 Republicans have been so busy pillaging the coffers that you know I, I think part of deliberate strategy on their part has been to allow foreign actors to fuck around in the, in in our election system and in our politics in general and I I just because of uh, I mean that was one thing that the 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 war hawk um, Obama was was very big on was 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 real national security as opposed to um, whatever the fuck it is that's going on with the Republicans um, uh, where the, it, it's just like, we'll spend a lot of money on fighter jets we don't need. But uh, yeah, let's just, let's go ahead and cut funding to the, you know, to the stuff that was, that's really kind of important, you know, like uh, I don't know, people that sit and, and monitor what Russia's doing on a daily basis or, because um, I, I mean, there there can be no doubt that that I, I mean, Reality Winner is in prison right now because she exposed the fact that Russia was fucking around in her elections to help the Republicans, which is why she's still in prison even though she's tested positive for COVID, and they let out what's his fucking name, um, uh, Michael uh, Cohen, Michael Cohen, and also who's that evil shit that that Trump pardoned, um, Manafort, uh, Paul Manafort. Yeah, Manafort was let out. He didn't pa- pardon Manafort. Uh, Manafort was let out. Yeah, on compassionate release. It's like you know, she's she's served an incredibly long term already um, for basically being a whistleblower. Uh, of course, that's you know that started under Obama. So I don't know if it would get any better under under Biden. I don't know if he would if he would back off on 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 jailing. Uh, uh, Whistleblowers, uh, whistleblowers, and 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 truth tellers. Basically, 
I also don't think that there would be the the endless um, assault on the actual act of journalism, uh, which is you know as opposed to the punditry class and you know your 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 talking heads on CNN and MSNBC and Fox and all that. I mean, there's nothing that can really be done about those people because uh, the FCC and and there's there's basically no restrictions on cable. Um, and it's a shame because there really should be. These people are they're they're, they're lying, exaggerating, making shit up, or uh, tr- you know, trying to to whip up a, a frenzy over eh, stuff that probably ought to be considered a little bit more uh, soberly than it is, um, even when it is something legitimate like like the Russia uh, um, interference. You know, that was. That was just wall to wall on. I think you said of uh, uh, what's her name, Rachel Maddow, and and some of the other. You know, this all they talked about, and it's just like, hey, boom, we've got them now, and boom, we've got them now. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Why the fuck are you people presenting it like that? This is a slow, ongoing trickle of information that we that our shit's being fucked with, and we should probably do something about it. Instead, it was like, "Oh, it's the biggest scandal in history." No, it's not. It's been, you know, it's been slowly building since, since, uh, you know, uh, uh, Obama and Clinton warned about it. You know, give them credit for that. They knew it was happening, and they were, they, you know, Obama was working against it, but quietly because he didn't want to. Unlike current situation, he didn't want to appear to be, you know, meddling in the election process because he's. He he actually thought that the Hatch Act was something that should be observed. Um, speaking of, I, I don't know if you've read about this. Kellyanne Conway has uh, thirty times now um, do- documented violations of, of the Hatch Act. It's been recommended several times that she be fired, and Trump refuses to. Um, there was a grand total of five Hatch Act violations under Obama, and none of them were even vaguely like uh, what. Has happened un- under this administration uh, with Kellyanne Conway, Trump himself. Um, right, but if we're gonna, if our alternative in places like CNN is to have people like Anderson Cooper that tries to make Bernie Sanders look like Fidel Castro, which is about as horrible uh, act of just smearing and uh, total right wing uh, propaganda, uh, propaganda um, that. I mean, what difference does it make? That's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at. Like with with Biden, I want three things that I, I want to know on, on day number one that at least one of these three is going to happen. I think the first thing has to be Medicare for all. I don't see how you can end a pandemic and get a deadly contagion under control without a universal health care system. Uh, you, you have to have it. We should ha- have to have it anyway. It doesn't make any sense that we don't have it. And the fact that we have the world's worst response to the pandemic all the more supports the fact that our health care is, is terrible. And so it should be changed. Um, number two would be federal legalization of cannabis, which should go ahead and happen, especially now that Canada has done it. I can't believe the Democrats wouldn't just unite and get behind it and make it a platform policy. And then number three would be to end the war on drugs or to decriminalize, as Portugal did, all drugs, at least for 
small amounts of personal possession for personal use. Now, tell me, Alan, if Joe Biden isn't going to say he's going to do one of those three things on day one, what good will it do? Aside from the temporary uh, enjoyment of seeing the incumbent lose to have Joe Biden elected president. Uh, I mean, other than the uh, continuing, uh, the ending, the continuing decline of our, of just about everything about this country. I mean, it would, he would at least uh, bring, you know, a lot of the just utter decay that's happening under, under this administration. Um, He would, he would stop a lot of that. Now, I, I understand that you're, those, those are your, your absolutes that, that you want done, but um, I don't really think that a president can do any of those things on his own. I mean, they just can't. Well, Bernie Sanders said he was going to make. Uh, yeah, which would mean whipping the the, the Congress into into doing it. And here's the he thing: just, he said he was going to well, do it by executive this is, order. This is my hope. Uh, I there's I think you could. I I don't think you can. No, I, I don't think that he can just negate a federal law. In any president, um, even though Trump is trying, um, I'm pretty sure you end up losing that in in the Supreme Court eventually. Um, what he would have to do would be to um, sign legislation that uh, you know change the the federal drug laws, um, and I mean that that would require the Congress doing his bidding. Here's the thing. Here's what my hope is for this election, and and why. We definitely don't want you know another four years of Trump. Is that we're very likely to have a um, Democratic Congress that will try to do these things you're talking about? Because, like I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of progressives um, that that won their uh, Senate and House primaries, and if we flip both houses, I don't think it's going to be the same kind of bullheaded logjam that it was when Obama had all three arms of the of the government. Now, I'm going to blame that on Obama being extremely. I mean, he always starts nego- he, he always started negotiating from the middle. You know, instead of going, you know, I I want this far left thing done, and then going, okay, well, I'll not quite do that until he could get you know something. Past. No, he would start from the middle, and then the, the the Republicans would move everything like halfway to the right, and nothing that I mean. That's why nothing got done. Um, not only that, Mitch McConnell once he was in the majority was a majority leader, I mean, just stopped everything. But we had two years under Obama of of complete control of the government, and he couldn't get fucking anything done. Um, you know, and the ACA was just a piece of garbage. I mean, it's just such a horrible, horrible program and bill. And I mean, it's better for a lot of us. I mean, it's better for me than what was there before. And, and for 150 million Americans, it's better than what was there before. But it's still shit. Um, and it's inadequate. Yeah. And it's just, it's not what we need. We need, we need like every other industrialized nation in this, in the world. We need universal health care. You need to be able to walk into your doctor's office, any doctor's office, 
and say, I've got a problem, and they take care of it, and they fix you, and you leave, and you never take a dollar or a credit card or anything out of your pocket, except you might have to show them your ID so they know who to save, you know, to, to where to put your medical records. And other than that, um, we shouldn't be paying fucking anything for, for doctor's visits, um, and we shouldn't be paying for pres- pres- prescription drugs. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's the uh, – there was a girl that was uh, – I don't know if I've told this story on here before, but I'm going uh, – I'll repeat myself if I did. I'll, I'll be quick. There was a, 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 gr- a girl, the uh, rock climber um, from here in Kentucky was over in France, <clears throat> and uh, they, they were rock climbing in, in the um, – I want to say down uh, along – in between France and Spain. Uh, what are those, the Pyrenees? Yes. Uh, um, and um, uh, apparently some just world-class cliffs there and, and really tall ones. And she got bitten by uh, the, the one venomous snake that, they've, that is in Europe. And it's bad. It's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an adder of some kind. And it, it's really, really dangerous. She was hel- uh, helicopter lifted out, uh, stayed for, I want to say, two weeks in the hospital. Um, they, I mean, she had to have uh, uh, anti-venin, and, and they had to have her on IVs for the entire time she was there, and and I mean, just around the clock treatment to to get her through the worst part, and then she had to stay there and recover. They had to make sure that she was okay because it's it's a really deadly neurotoxin that those those um, um, those snakes have. Um, and uh, you know how much it cost her? It was free. It cost her zero exactly. And she's not French. <laughs> she's from Kentucky. She's not even a European Union citizen. Yeah, it's just this is the way it is. You know, healthcare is universal. It's for everyone, and it's the way that it should be. It should be that like that in in it should be like that in every country. But I mean, what's fuck, the point there's... of voting for someone that is against this during a pandemic? Well, uh, Dave, here's Doesn't my he here's like my question. Asshole? So you've got. I mean, so you vote for whoever that dumb bitch is that that's in the Green Party. Um, do you really think she's going to a get elected and b could get anything done? Well, I think that you're um, you're making uh, incorrect assumptions about the motivation for voting third party. I mean, the the main motivation is just simply not to vote for someone you don't believe in because you see that there's a a pattern that has to be broken and you've just got to break that pattern and you realize if you don't in the long term things actually won't change you can okay, before well, the election okay, you let, can let, make let me the ask you let me ask you this question will, but in real life that who they is won't. who is this third party can, candidate you you think is actually I don't even know who it would be yet I'm there's, just there saying, aren't there aren't any I can tell you right now the green party candidate is just I mean she's just garbage the libertarian one is is worse. I mean, it's like voting for Rand Paul, except that he's not, you know, not right. calling himself again, a Republican. Libertarian so is, is worse that than you, that. And, you, you make a statement, and then the Democrats are like, "Wow, oh my God, it was you two straight times, you know, running these conservative closet Republican candidates that never want to change anything, and we lost to Donald Trump both times, even how horribly he did he." responded to the pandemic, we actually have to change. Da-da! And so then when 2024 comes around, there is no more 
Joe Biden or Amy Klobuchar or uh, Beta O'Rourke or these other this is in, you know Hillary Clinton and these endless Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> you know this is like we will not win with people like you. We have to yield to this new energy that you know Bernie Sanders in some ways awoke and and uh, kept um, alluding to in his. Uh, forlorn campaign, but maybe it will wind up laying the groundwork for something in the future. But it's like I, I'm saying, I mean, is it is it really worth it just to vote for someone who, frankly, isn't going to give you anything that you really want just so you can have your like we did in that, that fun night back in 2008. I think we were over at your place and the, the drinking word was Pennsylvania. Remember that? And you know we, Obama wins, and it's a it's a great moment, and you're you're happy, and it all kind of builds up, and you can think about we're going to have a new president, and then you have inauguration day, and the next thing you know, six months and a year's gone by, and it's this we may as well have just elected George Bush to a third term, and I think that's a legitimate point. I mean, it has nothing to do with who the third party candidate would be or what party it would be or the fact that they can't win or that they're garbage. Well, I, it's, but, it's but a you protest just, you're, vote. You're, it's telling you're, the Democrats. You're contradicting you. yourself. Like, I, I'm sick of this shit. You know why the Republicans dominate American politics? Because they give people what they want. You get all these people who love guns. The Republicans don't say, well, we might let you have uh, a switchblade. Uh, but you better vote for us because that other person is so extreme left wing. You know, people want to make lots of money and not pay any taxes. The Republicans don't say, well, you can't make that much money. You're going to have to pay a lot of taxes, but at least it won't be as much taxes as if the Democrats get elected. And they want to be evangelicals who totally dominate and control their local politics. But, but Dave, the Republicans Dave, don't say, Dave. "Well, you can't do that because that'd be a violation of the First Amendment." But if you if you elect us, you know, at least we'll let you go to church. Well, they don't care about the First Amendment. Dave, you're you're contradicting yourself, though. You you said before that you wanted that you should you should you know there should be somebody that you want to vote for. So who are you going to vote for? Third party that you want to vote for, because I have not seen a single one of them that was worth a a fucking shit. I mean, not one. So, I, I, you know, I I think it's a great hypothetical if there was some sort of fantastic candidate out there that was like, seemed like they would, you know, had a little bit of fire under them and and people were interested in them or or anything, but I have not seen seen a single one of them that there's anything about them I like. Nothing. Not Jill Stein, just could fucking care less about that woman. I, she's just, she is just nothing but a, a fucking campaign machine. Um, she's vapid. She doesn't. She doesn't have any. I mean, her, her policies are all words. It's none of it. There's no, you know. Here, here's how we'll. Here's how we'll do it. Unlike Bernie Sanders or or even Elizabeth Warren, you know, there is no. You know, here's my plan to do this. It's just like we should do this thing. Well, that's great. Just go ahead and say that kind of shit. But if you don't have any plan for how to do it, you're just you might as well be promising everybody a puppy and a pony. You know, well, you but, can have a plan, but you don't. You're not doing anything anybody wants you to do. I mean, the idea is it's a long term strategy for voting, so that when 2024 comes around, 
the Democrats will actually put somebody up there who we do want to vote for. That's kind of the idea. I mean, you have these two well, that's, that's major what, parties. That's what the Bernie Sanders uh, uh, campaign has been doing for us for the last two elections is shaking shit up for the Democrats because they're, they take one look at what his success and the, the, and the influence he's had, and they say, you know, they move back a little bit to the left. Not far enough, but they have. And I, I, like I said, fingers crossed. Uh, what happens with the Senate and the House will uh, will actually mean, <coughs> excuse me, will actually mean a, a big, big progressive push from the Congress. Uh, we probably need to stop again because I think you're quite a ways past even sure. half an hour. Um, yeah, we're yeah we're we're ready to take a break. When we come back, will we have a vaccine, and how much will it cost? Uh, we'll be right back after whatever this message is. The following message comes from Robo Liquor Incorporated. To our thousands of loyal and very satisfied customers, we here at Robo Liquor Incorporated apologize for the recent issues with our controller app. Russian hackers took control of all RoboLicker 2020s for a brief period of five days last month. You may have noticed your phone heating up as you use the patented RoboLicker 2020 and odd behavior from your RoboLicker 2020, such as leaving the toilet, coming into your living room, and changing the channel to OANN or Fox News. We would like to reassure you, our value customers, that with our most recent version of the app, your RoboLicker 2020 no longer sends all your personal data to shady Russian hacker farms in Siberia, and does not and will never again send a constant stream of both of your phone's cameras to the same hacker farms. Despite these initial flaws in the app, we thank all of our users who refused to part with their RoboLicker 2020 and openly blocked intelligence officers from confiscating their RoboLicker 2020s. They're that good. So remember, your RoboLicker 2020 no longer spies on you and will continue to give you the deep satisfaction that only comes from getting your anus licked clean as a whistle. Just ask any RoboLicker 2020 owner if you can get them to come out of the bathroom. RoboLicker 2020. It's not spying on you anymore. Okay. Hi. Welcome back to the Mo- Modus Operandi podcast, also known as Mopod, fondly by our vast listener audience. Um, uh, vaccine. You wanted to talk about the vaccine. I. So you've heard that Russia has uh, claims that they are uh, starting a vaccination program. Um, an interesting little tidbit I heard um, on uh, uh, the 538 group, uh, you know, which does the, uh, the the polling people, but they also do a lot of, of just sort of overall news. Um, and science is one of the things that they're, they've got some really talented people on. And uh, they've got they've got a podcast called Podcast Nineteen, and it's just basically pretty much weekly. I think they said they're they're not going to do one next week, but uh, um, it's just it's only about COVID. <clears throat> and so they were talking about um, 
the this vaccine and how how they'd skipped a lot of of part you know different trial levels and um, they were just going to start using it on the general public without really doing the the stage three you know where you do you know ten ten twenty thirty thousand people. Um, you test them to see, you know, basically to find out if there's any adverse reactions that don't show up in the in the smaller tests earlier. Right. Um, you know, as well as is testing efficacy. That's that's one of the that's one of the hardest things to test, especially with something like COVID that we know so little about. Um, but they, they had uh, they started talking about the polling of Russian citizenry. <clears throat> And, uh, man, you think that we're dumb in America? Um, 30% said that there was absolutely no way that they would get a, a vaccine. And something like 60 said, 60% said they didn't want to get a vaccine. Um, and it was the amount that would get a vaccine was like 12%. It's just just mind-boggling i'm like well, now hold on a second as last i heard that in america it was something like 30 percent said there's no way they would get a vaccine and if the other people said that they didn't they didn't want to take it isn't it possible that they're actually pretty smart and they know that the vaccine isn't safe uh kind of doubt it the way that the uh that news works in uh in uh, Russia, but the thing with America is that it's 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 over half say that they will get uh, take the vaccine, and then there's a little group in between that doesn't know. Um, I kind of think that that thirty percent amount could be altered, um, especially if a particular conspiracy theory spouting asshole were to say, "I'm getting the I'm getting this vaccine today. You should too." Uh, that I think that would change an awful lot of those people's minds. You're still going to have the 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 liberal slash libertarian dumbasses that are just that believe vaccines are are um, you know somehow tainted and awful and horrible um, that are that are going to be just just like they are with measles and 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 uh, and mumps um, you know a, a thorn in all of our sides, but. Um, it's the it's the conspiracy people that are that really uh, they it makes me sad i've got an aunt of mine who is uh, unfortunately she's not around enough of us often enough to to keep her straight and she lives in somerset you know out she's out in the country but uh you know she's like she actually is as is sort of posited that she kind of believes that there's going to be a, a microchip in the vaccine so that she can be tracked, which is just the dumbest fucking thing. It's like, how do you do that? You've got to, you know, I mean, for one thing, okay, A, it would require uh, creating a microchip that you could guarantee it was going to um, get sucked into the needle from the, vac- from the vaccine. And so it could pass through that little tiny needle that they use for vaccines. I mean, it's it's a little bitty needle, uh, which there is no microchip that small, and it would have to be powerful enough that it could broadcast from inside of your muscle because that's where they put a vaccine. They don't they don't they don't put a vaccine just barely under your skin like they do the microchip that goes in your dog 
or a microchip that's being used in in uh, in some parts of Europe where uh, people have it underneath of the skin on the inside of their their wrist, you know. Um, and there's people with um, with medical conditions that have microchips, but they are right under the skin, and you've got to hold something up against them to be able to read them. You know, and but you know, I mean, conspiracy theories don't have a whole lot to do with reality, obviously. But you know, people literally believe that that's what the vaccine's going to do—that it's going to it's going to put some sort of microchip in them that so they can be tracked by Bill Gates for some reason. Um, And by him, I mean, why not Elon Musk or? Well, it's because Bill Gates is pouring billions of dollars into the into research for a vaccine so he's he's the oh, bad so guy it must be why he- yeah yeah that's why he's doing it so he can make sure that he's got you microchipped for some reason and my, my thought with this always is okay look if they're going to monitor what you do you know what you say what you think you've got a fucking cell phone Every single one of you crazy-ass motherfuckers has a cell phone. You've got it with you all the time, and it is letting them know every microsecond of every day within a few inches where you are. I mean, they can physically find any cell phone if they want to, and they can monitor all your communications and they can get, you know, it's not that hard for them to hack into your cell phone because most of the people that believe this shit are kind of dumb. Uh, you know, they're, they're, A, they're visiting the kind of websites and watching the kind of, of, of videos that, that spout this kind of shit. And a lot of those websites are, surprise, surprise, run by the Russians. So when you click on a link to watch one of their videos, there's a really good chance that you're recording some, ma- you're, you're putting some malware onto your phone. Um, and so just just the idea that there's somehow this nefarious scheme of the vaccines are going to let them track you do it. But it's a real fucking thing. And the problem is we we've got a president right now that those kind of people like and he spouts this nonsense. Um, he hasn't quite gone off the rails with the with the microchipped vaccine yet, but you know he's he's a uh, he's all behind this uh, QAnon bullshit, you know, which is is basically that he's some kind of superhero fighting a battle against child molesting atheists um, or something like that, um, and, you know, and he's he's doing all he's fighting the deep state, which is child molesting atheists. Uh, it's just I, I don't know. It's it's incredibly confusing, but at the same time, once those people get in there, there's I don't think there's a whole lot you could do. But there's a big chunk of these people that are like, oh, I'm not going to do a vaccine. That if if Trump were to come out and t- say you you really I'm I'm going to get this as soon as it comes out. You should too. This is a you know they're we're we're, we're doing the doing this all right. But that's the thing. Trump doesn't doesn't understand. He's not interested in knowing, you know, that that the vaccine is being tested properly or how it's being tested and how this works. And he just doesn't care. He's disinterested in every way because it doesn't make him either look better or make him money, you know. And that's the only thing he cares about is that it's, it's, it, it makes him look strong or it makes him look smart or it makes him look rich. That's it. 
Well, it's all about a hierarchy, and, and the vaccine is something that will help ordinary people. Do you think the vaccine is actually going to be free? Uh, hmm. Um, I think un- if uh, if Trump gets four more years, it will definitely not be. I think that under under Biden, it probably would be. Well, now you know, that's actually a good reason to actually vote for Biden. I mean, it's a sad reason, and it kind of perpetuates the vicious cycle that you you wind up with this right wing extremism, and so you wind up with somebody like Trump that is so bad, and so. You, you actually have a good reason to vote for the alternative, but it's rather sad. Like, you would think of all the things that we would not haggle over with in terms of a way to make money that a vaccine during a pandemic would be one. But, um, so, I mean, we'll all get a... Yeah, I did, I did, we didn't charge people for, for the smallpox vaccine, did we? I don't think we did. Well, how long ago was that? Is this 1918? Uh no, smallpox wasn't eradicated until the '60s. I want to say um, uh, it may have actually been the '70s uh, because I I I mean I know that I got I think you got one too. Did no, you may not have. Did you get a do you did you get a small bo- smallpox vaccine? I, I'm not sure. Um, you would have a scar. I mean, yeah, I, I have one of those scars on your upper arm. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't yeah. think I don't think David got one. I, th- I think they stopped doing it in uh, 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 some point in '69. Um, he was born in in December. When you were when were you born? June. Yeah. So I it may let's see uh, smallpox vaccine history. Um, yeah, there it is. Um, uh, the, well, this is this gives you an indication indication of how long we might be dealing with this fucking thing, and and even Fauci said is we'll never be rid of it. Um, uh, the smallpox vaccine was introduced in 1796. Um, so let me see if I can find the the end date of when they declared it. I want to say it was in the 60s that they, or it may have been, yeah, it may have been like 68 or something. They declared it. Uh, extinct um i'm going to the bottom of the page oh fuck no this is about this is about that dude history of smallpox let's try this there's something wrong with my mouse it keeps the battery keeps disconnecting from it it just won't work there we go uh, when do you think we're going to have a vaccine? Um, probably early next year. I think that that's part of what uh, Russia is trying to do is is with their with their with their vaccine is actually to interfere with our election. Is that they're they're going to give Trump a uh, you know he can say look I I got us a vaccine from Russia. And, you know, to, to make him into something of a hero. Um, Got to have it before the election. Uh, smallpox was eradicated in 1977. That was the last. 
1975, that was the last person in the world to have naturally acquired smallpox. So we had to live with it for like 200 years. No, no. We lived, um, they found uh, vestiges of smallpox in uh, Egyptian mummies. So it's oh, so a little longer than that. It's it's, <laughs> like, it's been it, we it's basically been around with since this, human beings were yeah, civilized since, since civilization yeah yeah, um, and it had as we became you know more more um, uh, densely populated and and uh, it, it spread more more virulently. Um, have you ever watched the TV show Deadwood? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but. Dude, dude, just do yourself a favor and watch it. And, and I say this to anyone listening. It is absolutely one of the best things that's ever been on, on television. Uh, but uh, th- there's a there's a smallpox scare during that um, because it was, I mean, it would just commonly run through communities. And they basically did a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do now, you know, uh, socially distance, isolate the person that has it. Uh, um, try to you know try to find out who's been in contact with them and have them isolated and um, but and we didn't you know they didn't even know it was a virus I mean fuck even even when what's his name came up with the uh, with the vaccine he didn't know it was a virus he just saw that that uh, people that got cowpox didn't get smallpox and that's and then he started giving people cowpox and they've <clears throat> they're actually. Um, it's it's a totally it's a super interesting history, but I don't think we will have one um, that is ready for mass market until uh, sometime in the uh, late winter. I'm going to guess probably February um, at the earliest January February. Uh, but but like I was starting to say, I think that that one of the 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 gambits that Russia is running with this, you know, saying that they've they're introducing their vaccine and they're going to start using it is they're going to give it to Trump so that he can use it for to to for a electoral advantage um now that is a vaccine i'm not really sure that i would want to try uh because i it just from everything i've heard about it that i mean they they didn't they basically skipped the animal trials um and went straight to uh stage 1 uh trials just to make sure it didn't kill people um, and then the stage two was done really quickly, and then they just skipped stage three. They've gone straight to vaccinating people with it. Well, I mean, has anybody died? Has anybody? Not so far, but they haven't. It's they just started, like in the last but the few days. Sample so. size isn't enough to know yeah, yeah, really exactly. what's going to happen. That's exactly that. We don't. We have no sample size that yet. Let me go back to a question that I uh, was asking uh, earlier that I'm not sure we got to. I'm going to say the over-under on fall semester is two weeks. You think it's under or over that? You think that it'll last longer than two weeks before they all call it off? I think a few universities will make it four. But from what I'm seeing with the uh, with uh, high schools and elementary schools and stuff, I, I just... I don't see how it can. It's possible that that you know that this is all about sports, right? I mean, they have to have a fall semester so they can have football. They have to have football so they can make this four billion dollars. That is really what these universities depend on. Okay, I've got and, a question for you about sports. Um, sure. I heard this just the other day. Um, the the uh, what are called high contact sports are being like really 
really closely you know thought about they're still trying to figure out what to do about football which i don't see that that's just impossible you can't there's too many players they're they're going off on and off the field and they're basically sweating spitting and just slamming into one another for an entire game Um, it's it's just going to spread like madness you know Right. But 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 the uh, the college uh, the NCAA um, they 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 don't call basketball a close contact sport, but soccer is. Now you tell me, which one do you think has people bumping up against each other and and touching each other for longer periods of time in close proximity, indoors? Basketball well, I, uh, or to soccer? Be honest, the best way I know to answer the question would be to say that other than than baseball and softball and and tennis and golf, every sport I can think of involves is a contact sport. Cricket, I mean, of course. Basketball is people are bumping into each other, guarding each other in the post, blocking out, fighting for position in the paint. You know, I've I've heard about this that that. Uh, um, because of the all the sports being down, that table tennis has become like an enormous um, online viewing thing now. Because people are just so desperate to watch people compete against each other that they're they're that and gambling that that's got to be all about gambling. I don't know. I don't have think you, people it, really need to just watch sports that badly. But have you ever watched have something to gamble over? Have you ever watched ping pong? It, I have the professional. It's, it's fucking intense, man. Those well, guys it reminds are crazy. Me of a lot of Olympic sports where. To watch it for four or five minutes can be interesting, but the problem with all those Olympic sports is you can't really, I anyway, can't watch it for that long because it just it very quickly becomes uh, boring. It's it, the same thing is true with uh, curling. You know, I mean, that's an interesting game. It's like, what exactly are they doing? And you know, sort of shaving the ice to make the puck go a little bit further and. And it, I'm sure there's a lot of skill, and if you grew up in a culture where you were playing that, it might be interesting to play it. But, man, you can't watch that stuff for two hours. I mean, basketball, football, and baseball are good because there's action, but the action is somewhat dynamic. It's not just the same thing over and over again. And there's a there's a narrative. There's an arc. It's like, who's going to win? You know, who's playing well? Who isn't? Who's having a good good game? Who is not? You know, what strategy is working? And, I mean, what do you do when you're curling? Do you put the full-court press on? <laughs> do you change pitchers? I mean, same thing with table tennis. There's just not much to it other than you do this one thing and whoever does it best wins. Well, but, I mean, tennis is like that too. But I mean, Yes, I, it I, is. And I think tennis is is pretty boring. I mean, it's men's tennis especially. With See, I, I guess maybe that's one of those things. Of, is, you know, five sets and the final set is going to last four hours. Didn't I tell you about, like, last summer 2019 when it was the finals of Wimbledon, and it was Djokovic and Federer, and of course, they're playing the game in uh, in England, so in, in America, it's happening like at six o'clock in the morning. So I went to the gym I think this was on a on a Sunday. I went to I went to the gym. I did my exercising. I ran some errands. I got a, a latte. Of course, this is before the pandemic and all. I'm just floating around the world like there's nothing to it. And and I uh, I come back home and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. 
And the Wimbledon final was on, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, they're showing a replay for the American audience that, you know, that people that didn't want to wake up at six in the morning and, and watch this. No, it was still going on. Like the actual match was still going on. And they talk about it like it's this great thing, but you have these sets that go on forever. And three out of five format is so bad. Women's tennis is much better because, if nothing else, that first set really means something. Like, you watch the beginning of a women's tennis match, and it's like, you know, right away these games matter. And, you know, you don't want to fall behind three to one, four to one, because now you're, you know, halfway to losing the match. And, um, uh, yeah, so, no, I mean, the table tennis, really what I think is going on with sports is it's all about the money. I mean, the, you know, forcing oh, these no. leagues to have games and to have playoffs is all about the gambling. And with the colleges, it's all about the, uh, it's all about the NCAA making these billions of dollars that the overextended budgets that are all based on speculation depend on. I mean, they're never going to pay off that fried chicken arena in Louisville. Now, you know, that place is going to be like some deserted tomb that it's going to have moss growing on it, like out of that um, uh, Michael York movie, Logan's Run. You know, you're going to see some uh, good-looking woman like uh, Jenny Ogader in a uh, toga walking around in about three years downtown Louisville, and everything's going to be covered in moss and ivy, and it'll be like, oh, what's this? Once, once thing? there was an arena in which entertainment occurred, uh, yeah, I mean, you you got to wonder about that, you know, because uh, something like like that. I mean, they've just they haven't even begun to pay for the fucking thing. And yeah, I mean, I did a most sports. Uh, by the way, a uh, shameless plug for Doctor Dave Overby's sports podcast that is also done in conjunction with. Excellent technical and production work from the IFPR studios. It's the modus op. That this is the modus operandi podcast. This is the most sports podcast that where you can go to www.facebook.com/slash/mopod.dot.mosports. Um, but have you heard about the? Oh yeah, in 2018, I I did this breakdown of how much money it actually owed because originally what they did was they borrowed against anticipated future tax revenue to pay for it. But of course, they overestimated how much tax revenue they were going to get. And then they also had this agreement um, where UofL is going to get most of the money from the men's basketball games. Well, you're not going to pay off like a billion dollar arena with Cindy Lauper. I mean, that's not going to cut it. So, by my calculations, at the earliest, it was going to be something like 2035. That's another 15 years before it would be paid off. And that wasn't even realistic. That was just giving total benefit of the doubt to all the people who said it was worth it and it would be a, a revitalized downtown Louisville, uh, also known as the world's biggest parking lot. Um well, here's, uh, yeah. you know, uh, like you, you know, the new there's a region of town called Nulu, which is very close to uh, to downtown. It's it's basically uh, Market Street is the main main central thor- thoroughfare that runs through there. Well, Market Street, uh, this is maybe what six blocks. Nulu starts maybe five or six blocks away from 
what is considered to be downtown. And I know I, I know quite a people that are in the serv- service industry uh, and that have um, galleries and and other businesses in that part of town. And they say that when there's a game, that they close because it's just not worth it. Nobody wants to come down there because they know there's going to be there's going to be way too much traffic, um, and those people aren't they're not stopping to eat at you know toast or Wiltshire Pantry or um, I f- can't fucking remember the name of the 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 Central American place that's down there, which is so good. Um, and there's a really good the Mayan Gypsy. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think he might be open again. I, I think he went over to just having a food truck for a while. Oddly enough, um, but uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, those places. You know, they're not stopping to eat there. They're not. They're not stopping to to go into the furniture store that's got you know one off uh, furniture that they sell or, or the any of the art galleries which there's several of in, in that part of town. That, that's not. They don't care about any of that. They're going to the game, and if they do anything, they're going to go to Fourth Street Live, which is not owned. None, none of it's owned by local companies. It's all out of, out of state conglomerates for. Sports fans, you know, to, so they can drink even more and go to these places where the good-looking women dress up in referee shirts and short shorts and serve them drinks. Yeah, it's, it's basically is, a, I mean, Applebee's uh, um, right. in, in several different forms. Right. <clears throat> Expensive Applebee's. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, and, and, those, and those places don't do great. You know, I've heard from quite a few of them that that you know there can be a giant thing going on in the Yum Center, and they'll you know they'll go home with with a hundred dollars in tips, whereas on a regular Saturday night they would go home with four hundred dollars in tips. Four hundred dollars uh, in tips, dude. I, I should get a sex change and get a job there. Oh no, that's male bartenders. Um, oh, male bar. Okay, well, I've been in the wrong uh, wrong profession. God, man, can you really do that? Yeah, but it's yeah, it's rare, and you've got to you've got to be super good, and and it's hard. Um, I've I've bartended in places where I I I've, I went home with 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 like three hundred bucks one time bartending, uh, and it kicked my fucking ass. I mean, it was it was ten hours of just nonstop slinging drinks. Um, you know, the last fifteen minutes. Um, was was the only time it slowed down to where you know could just even stop and think um yeah, god damn 10 that. hours yeah of course this it, would have been new orleans right yeah, so people yeah. really drink a lot down yeah yeah it was uh um it was some kind of of um uh fuck i can't even remember what it was now it was it was a a show at a place and they needed a bartender and i just came in to help that one night and everybody that worked there said that they'd never experienced anything like that before. Uh, that it, it just um, there was some kind of an op- art opening and a band yeah. playing, and it just was it never I really, stopped. I really think it's always when there are lots of little things going on all over the place. That's really how you have a <coughs> vibrant local economy. It doesn't work with. Let's build this one enormous, super expensive thing. And then whenever we have an event in this one place, in the city of a million people, 
this one building by itself will just magically radiate all this money and then it will start falling out of the sky into the pocketbooks of the local population. It just goes against every kind of basic study and understanding for how the economy of cities works. Well, sure, why not? I mean, actually, I didn't. The NBA team that they're never going to have? But they already have football stadiums. They already have Papa John's. It's interesting, interesting that, you know, you would think they would use that, that they could use, if they're, I think they're going to, they're going to try to bring in a, you know, a, 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 a low level soccer team that would play in it as well, which again, there's only like eight soccer fields with full stadium seating already on U of L's campus. You know, oh, couldn't possibly rent those, could you? No. Right, just like you couldn't have continued to use Freedom Hall to play the the, the basketball games. You know that universities or a municipal are, auditorium for fucking concerts. I mean, right. Um. We're at another half hour mark, so I think uh, maybe we come back for one more segment, and I'm going to ask Alan if he's heard the joke going around about Americans. Um, I'm sure that I haven't, but uh, here, I'm, we're going to try to sell you a thing that that probably doesn't actually exist. We'll be right back. Feeling hopeless? World politics crushing your spirit? Longing for a time when the future was so bright you had to wear shades? Ask your doctor if the Mopod political time machine is right for you. The Mopod political time machine will return you to the year 1982, where you can live blissfully ignorant of COVID-19. The Trump presidency, reality television, Fox News, and wham! The Mopod political time machine is a computer-controlled IV drug injection system that places you in a coma where, thanks to our patented cocktail of drugs and our carefully constructed authentic 80s soundscapes, you'll live out the rest of your days in the era of big hair as happy as you're likely to ever be. We have a very limited number of these time machines available, so order yours today. Mopod Political Time Machine will cause premature death. Side effects can include being in a coma, loss of up to 28 years of memories, divorce, diarrhea, bunions, gout, bed sores, matrix, red pills, blue pills, fight clubs, and instant death. Mopod Political Time Machine. Don't you want to go? We're, we're back, and now I'm going to be told a joke. So here's a joke that I saw on a chalkboard outside a bar in England. It says, Americans must be accompanied by an adult. Yep, that's uh, totally understandable. There was another study done uh, where they interviewed Europeans, asking them what they thought about the America having the worst response in the world to the pandemic, and they said, they thought Americans were fragile and inconsiderate. That kind of cracked me up because it, it's actually spot on. I mean, those are two perfect words, probably beyond the everyday vocabulary of Americans. But uh, in a lot of ways, it's also sort of an understatement. Yeah, I'd say inconsiderate is you know one of the most belligerent 
cultures ever. Like you heard about the death threats against uh, Anthony Fauci and his family. You know how how dare he not just just do a Burks? You know, show up and uh, and go. Oh, his great leadership has just done so much for us, and then it's like, oh Jesus, fuck, what is going on? Um, I have you have you seen the there was um. Uh, I mean, this has happened multiple times, but it just happened recently where he had uh, like some some group in the Oval Office to to talk about something that he was doing that was magnificent, of course, as it always is. And they go through this process of of one after another, just doing everything except getting down on the ground and licking his boot, you know, the bottom of his shoes. It's just. Just praising, oh, you've done such a magnificent job as a leader, and I'm so grateful that I could be here to help, and and you're doing such a good job, President Trump. And he goes, uh-huh, and then he turns to the next person, and they, oh, my God, you're just the best, and I just want to lick your taint. Um, I mean, that's the – and it, it's, it happens over and over and over again, and that's what he wants, and that's what his – cult members want you know they 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 think that everybody should bow down and worship this man because they do and it's i don't know it's kind of scary really it really is is scary but then again i mean america's never really been that big on critical thinking and listening to the science makes me think of climate change which sort of does bring back the issue of the you know argument for voting third party I mean, don't you think there's something to be said for the fact that America just sucks and that it doesn't matter who the president is, that it would be good for the president to be the worst option possible? That, I mean, who cares about all these people dying and getting sick and all the other bad things that are going to happen to people? It's a horrible country. It just sucks. Like, who cares? Like, it's the, the assumption that I should actually want things to get better is suddenly... Uh, a, an assumption that you can call into question. I, um, unfortunately, <clears throat> we've uh, uh, Denise and I have actually talked about this quite a bit. Of, of, uh, um, I, I mean, it's it's fairly unrealistic just because of, of logistics and and the fact that we're not rich. Uh, but uh, like moving to British Columbia, um, God, to just, that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I, I mean, it's, it's not that far away. Could probably still come visit as long as we don't fall into total totalitarianism. Um, I, I mean, I, I personally, me, I would love to go to Costa Rica, but to do that, I would have to be very rich because um, it's, it's just really expensive to get back and forth from there. Um, and you can't actually own anything. You have to sign and pay for a hundred-year lease uh, for any property um, if you're not a, a from Costa Rica. Uh, but right now, we're not allowed to leave the country pretty much at all. There's, yeah, there's, aren't we still banned from Europe? From almost the entire world. I think there's like twelve places that we're allowed into, and that's with that's with being a, a, a quarantined. You know, for so two, those are like Somalia and Niger oh, I don't. Even, I, I I think one of them was in Africa, but I think it's uh, uh, oh, f- 
fuck. I, I, I know that there are none of them in Europe. Um, it, it seems as though there's one or two places in Asia, maybe in in uh, in in south uh, southeastern Africa. You know, in the uh, and the Sahara regions, I think there might be some places that we're allowed to go, but just still with with very strict restrictions on 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 movement and quarantining and. God, uh, so yeah, we're I'm, well, dude. We're the we are just we are the hot spot of the world for this goddamn virus because we can't do anything right. You know, we we all this simple basic shit of just wearing a mask and keeping some distance and washing your hands and you know not doing anything that you don't have to and and just you know. If you, I, I mean, I've done this more than a few times. I've gone to uh, get something like a, um, uh, especially a few, uh, uh, like like eight or eight, seven or eight weeks ago. Um, I went across the river to uh, uh, the Home Depot over there to, to just to pick up something I needed, um, and um, got there. Took one look at the line of people that were going into the place, almost none of them wearing masks, and just turned around and left. Uh, because I don't want to get the fucking disease. I don't want to die, um, and I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't even want to get it. Not know I had it, but possibly give it to somebody else and kill them. You know. I mean, it's just this is kind of. It's one of those times where your humanity is being shown. You know, your your emotional intelligence, your ability to to really grasp. How your actions of, c- could affect other people is not that they will, is that they could. Um, you know, it's like not driving 150 miles an hour um, on, you know, Main Street, Murray, um, because you could kill somebody. It's not that you right. will, but you could, so you don't do that. Um, but no, this is like, oh, I'm going to wear a mask because it says the fascists and the Nazis are trying to do it to us. It's like, wait a minute, you're, you're the one wearing a fucking Confederate flag, asshole. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm really discouraged. Well, you know, dude, we, we've been talking about this since the 80s. Uh, you know, when, when we were in high school, um, <coughs> you could see that, that, uh, there was an anti-education chunk of the population of people that were dismissive is not quite the right word. Antagonistic toward education. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's both both you know denying that it's that it helps, um, and being outwardly contemptuous of anyone that does want to learn things. Absolutely. Uh, and those people were called teachers. Um, oh God! I know. I don't. I, I I had a different experience at Callaway because I had really good teachers out there. But uh, um, we were the number one school while I was there uh, in the state. So, uh, um, right in the state of Kentucky, I mean, yeah. like have the one of the dumbest places in the world. Our school was, you know, relatively speaking. Uh, pretty good, but I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the thing I take you, away. No, you, with. you guys were number two, like and this the entire time. Thing about uh, it, it, to, to explain that to me. Uh, here we are in this 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 state. You know, the state Kentucky's big. It's not a small state, um, 
And Murray is, especially then, was one of the lesser populated cities as far as, as I mean, it barely counted as a city. Um, you know, and if it wasn't for Murray State University, it would have definitely been a town. But, um, you know, how it is that, that Callaway County High School and Murray High School were number one and number two academically in this in the entire state for at least four years i mean it was the entire time that i was in in high school we were number one and number two well you've got to start out with the fact that the entire eastern part of the state was so poorly educated that the even the kentucky supreme court ruled that the state system was unconstitutional which brought about uh the kera reform act of i think that happened sometime in the 90s and then you've got uh, in the bigger places in Kentucky, like Louisville, Lexington, and the uh, northern Kentucky, greater Cincinnati area, like Covington and Newport. I mean, these places are, are garbage because, in general, the your bigger places in the United States always have poor school systems, way too many people going to school. And I think a big thing in Kentucky is... Uh, as it is in many places, uh, especially Texas with football, but just an overemphasis on sports. Let's consolidate all of these. Oh, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, schools. Alabama, Georgia. I mean, you and, think about uh, it, Florida. And make it so that we have these 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 mega schools that basically almost become, you know, minimum security correctional facilities in the way they have to be operated with that many people there. Of course, it's a terrible environment to learn in. Too many people, you're not getting any individual attention, and you've just got that constant herd mentality that gets in the way of people really being able to think and act reasonable when their uh, the more baser level instincts of conformity and bullying and domination, who's going to be the swinging dick of the hallway and all that, Stuff you know, who's going to get the crap beaten out of them? Who's going to get a knife pulled on them uh, today? And of course, I'm sure it's it's just well, and as now, bad it's, now it's uh, who's going to bring the a whole gun? American education system is garbage. I mean, this 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 pandemic is empirical, undeniable empirical evidence that our education system is garbage. It's a racket. It's a dishonest business or practice. It's clearly not educating people. And everybody knows it. My microphone is falling down. I've, I've realized I was crouched over the desk talking to you. Uh, our, our uh, you know, my stepson here was. Um, <clears throat> he went to a a, a, a f- school here in Louisville um, in uh, um, uh, the uh, west end of Louisville, which is called uh, Portland. Not to be confused with uh, with uh, Oregon um, or Maine or Maryland or there's Portland's everywhere, uh, but it's a fairly good sized school. I think that twice, maybe three times last school year, there were gun incidents on campus. Um, she had um, I don't know why she. He had taken um, a a a, 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 a switch to school to play with his friends on, and left it unattended for a moment. And someone stole it. 
Uh, I mean, it's just that kind of shit. I mean, it's it's there's like you said, there's too many kids in a great big building, <clears throat> and it doesn't even. I, I mean, I think they've got us, you know, a relatively good football team there, but I, I don't know anything about their their sports because he didn't care. Um, and it it's just the way that we're doing it is is wrong. There should be, you know, lots of small-ish schools in these urban areas just spread out in the neighborhoods. And they should all have some really good quality teachers. And then once you get up to high school, you should go to a high school that's good for you. You know, whatever your, your teacher's like, look, they're really good at this, and they did well on these aptitude tests. You know, this kid should go to this school that teaches um, um, engineering and uh, mechanics. Um, and, and this kid should go to the art school. And this kid should go to the one that's... that's no, uh, everybody's got to be exactly the same yeah, yeah. in America. Well, you know, the, the, uh, all children can learn at a high level. That was George W. Bush. And I've heard my brother repeat that a couple times. And it just I'm, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? There are people that are dumb. Uh, you know, people are not equal. That's just a fact. There are people that are stupid. Well, and what not, you can what you can that's do. One part, that's one part of it, which means we should have a system that tracks people with aptitude and interest and motivation. Well, and that's the the, that's that's what I was saying. Is that is that we need a system that okay? So you're kind of dull and you're not real good at at learning all these things. Well, it should teach you what you need to know. And it should teach you how to do a skill that you can do so that when you're done with, with your your time at, at high school, you don't have to go very far to get into, like, you know, like, I don't know, HVAC, uh, uh, doing a, 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 a framing and, and, uh, or mechanics or, you know, which, I mean, you have to have half of a computer degree now to do uh, mechanic work. <clears throat> but uh um oh speaking of dude we got a new car really yeah we got a ford c-max plug-in hybrid um it you can it's got a big extra battery in it so you know it's got a, a gas motor in it but it's got this great big battery in it um you can plug it in and it it takes about five or six hours for it to charge from being run um, you know as far down as it'll as it'll let itself be run down um and uh, but it, sometimes it's you know if you come home you can plug it in and, and two hours later it'll be at a full charge, but it, you can run it as a full EV uh, electric vehicle. You, there's a button to push so that the motor doesn't come on until you've completely drained the battery. Um, I uh, she can go to and from work with it without the motor turning on. So that's pretty cool. It uh, the last time I took it out and drove it with it on full EV, when I got home and turned off the key, it told right. me that it I got 999.3 miles per gallon. Wow. That'll drive the price of oil back to uh negative dollars like it did back in Dude, that's um, April. okay. Remember when that happened? Yeah, until and and until I, I they mean would th- this pay you to, to take the oil. This uh, this puts the lie to to um uh gas prices having anything to do with supply and demand because it got down to what was it a dollar 60, dollar 80 or something for a few weeks. And then mysteriously was back up over $2. 
um, and there was no reason for it. That you know, there's there there was no increase in 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 uh, in demand. Uh, supply was just definitely not having any issues whatsoever. Uh, why did that happen? Um, yeah, I I, just, I think gas prices are just exploitation greed. Oh, it's just it's it's uh, uh uh oh what do you call it when a bunch of people get together and collusion. Uh, yeah, when they conspire to do something. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're price gouging. <clears throat> Well, I I remember one time I was at a um, a gas station. I I needed a, a um a, to get a propane cylinder replaced, and the dude with the keys had walked down the street to see what the um the price was for gas at the at the station. You know, five blocks down, and I had to wait for him to fucking come back so they could they could change their prices so they matched. The one down the street, and I was just like, I just took one look at him. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, your prices have a lot to do with supply and demand, don't they?" And he was just like, "Well, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, we we just keep an eye on on what our competitors do." I said, "Yeah, and you'll change it if he drops his by a penny. You're going to drop yours by a penny, right?" Um, and he just it, there was nothing to do. Could, of course, I mean, it's just some fucking poor ass, uh, you know, mid level manager at a Thornton's that I'm uh, um, berating about it, but it's just. It's just such bullshit that that gas prices have anything to do with the market. You know, it's it's what the market will bear is what the gas prices are. Well, because, of course, but conservatives would say that's exactly the whole point of the market. It's, it isn't just simply this is how much it actually costs us to get the gas and then to give it to you. It's how high can we jack up the price and you'll still buy it and as long and that's the problem with it is that there's that our system is a terrible system i mean the amount of poverty that we have it isn't just that america is really dumb and uneducated it's just so poorly motivated i mean that alone destroys the whole myth of capitalism and that it creates an incentive to work i mean americans are the most unmotivated people in the world like there's they don't want to do anything i mean Everything that they do seems to be just the most arduous thing, the most put upon burden that that you could uh, that you could imagine. They're they're cranky and they're uh, and they're and they're angry, but um, it's just uh, I mean it's a it's a worthless uh, system. I mean it's based on all these myths. Like what other competition is there for how people are going to get around? There isn't any. You have to have a car. I mean, you even in big cities with public transportation, if you're worried about getting infected, I mean, you're not even going to use that. Maybe you can bicycle or start ahead enough by two or three hours and walk to where you're going. But um, th- that's why the price of gas is always just they'll it, it, it always is going to go up around the 4th of July and it'll stay high until Labor Day. And then you always got to bring it down a little bit. It's it's emotional manipulation is really what the yeah, yeah, price totally. of things is based on. You bring it down a little bit because it can't always be really high because then people will be angry. But then if you wait until there's like a, a reason, a good excuse to jack it up again, then everybody says, oh, well, I mean, they're so smart because, of course, now it's going to be Thanksgiving. And so everybody's going to be out traveling. So now, yeah, I mean, there's going to be more demand. So then they're going to raise the price of it and then the price will go up. <laughs> it's just like... It's just such a waste, man. Well, one of my favorite things too is the idea that that um, that that price 
the, of gas fluctuates with the price of oil. Yeah, is the the instant the price of oil goes up, the price of gas goes up. But the price of oil can then plummet a week later, and it's going to be three weeks before the price of gas comes down, and it has nothing to do with how much it costs to make that gas. Because They'll keep the gas as high as they can for as long as they can uh-huh. until they know people are going to start to get and, cranky. You know, when when the day that 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 the oil pr- goes up in price, the gas that is in the pumps, the gas that's in the pipelines, the gas that's in the trucks that's going out to the dealerships, that's already been made. And they're going to use the same gas that they've already made for at least two weeks. So the fact that the price of the gas went up didn't have anything to do with how much it cost to make that gas, with supplier demand, with any of that. Um, there's a cat coming in. Hi, right. monkey. You can come in. You didn't have to push the door all the way open. Meow. Come here. Come on. By the way, apologies, listeners, for the uh, constant drone of a fan uh, while this has been going on, but it's just hotter than, than nine shades of hell up in this uh, studio room. There's something wrong with the duct work on uh, this house's air conditioning system. Um, so, yeah, my apologies. Come on, monkey. It's my kitty cat monkey. How old are you now? You so, speaking of, of Portland and speaking of British Columbia... Uh, for a, a good year now, I had actually been planning on taking a, a road trip out west uh, to see a good friend of mine that's uh, been living in Oregon for a few years now. He's a artist and painter, and I've never been to Oregon. So I'm guessing that with the skyrocketing uh, infections and uh, death rates that you would probably say this isn't a good time for me to go ahead and go through with the plans for that road trip. Uh, I mean, here's, here's the, I mean, as soon as you said that, I started thinking about, you know, how, how would, how would I do this? And it's like you, I would take uh, a a tent and a sleeping bag and a, and a uh, probably a a inflatable mattress. Um, make sure your tent is, is good and is waterproof, et cetera. Learn how to set it up because it's once you, once you're good at it, it's pretty quick. Um, you can get a little thing that that plugs into your uh, the the lighter uh, plug in your car and can blow up your your air mattress because you I I've, I've, I know this from experience that an, an air mattress it a it once you suck all the air out of it and fold it up it's small uh, b it is a million times more comfortable than any kind of foam shit you can get. Um, and you know your car camping, you've got power to blow the thing up with. Um, but uh, you, you bring that, and you you. Uh, uh, what I've always done is I put a, a a comforter or a blanket underneath of a fitted sheet, and then put a sheet on the on the mattress and and make it like a regular bed. And and that's that's what I sleep in when I when I tent camp. Um, and some way that you can you can uh use the bathroom um there are um like there's portable toilets that you could put in your in the back seat you know if it and and you there's a little we've we've got one for in our camper um and it's not that big it's a cube you know it's it's just it's about big enough to sit on and have a toilet seat on top of it so it gives you an idea of how big it is um and 
you can use it and and you stop at a like a a truck stop there's always a place to dump your waste um and there's water there to rinse everything out with uh, and you know you just you rinse it out um hang out for a little while and let it dry and put it in the back seat again and continue on your way um and carry as much of your food and everything as you can with you um um, i usually take a little portable barbecue um and um have a cooler that's got a bunch of food and another cooler that's got liquid and um when i set up camp i i light a little bag of charcoal you know you get some of those light in bag things uh, and uh you know cook whatever that night's meals is um takes a little bit of planning you know you freeze um all the ingredients for a meal into a package and and you have those in the bottom of your why don't i just go to mars um i you know i don't think elon's gonna give you a ride i mean it sounds like i may as well be going to another planet um oh it's not that it's not really not that hard but you just camp you don't you don't get a hotel room um you so avo- you're saying that's that's where it would be uh really taking a major risk to do yeah, the hotel or is get, getting motel rooms and going in and out of of like gas stations and and whatnot to use the bathroom and that kind of thing that's where you're going to most likely to run into problems um you know you can you can do what you can i, I mean of course you could always do that. Get yourself KN95 uh, masks or or N95s if you can find them. Um, that that will keep you a little bit safer. Um, I mean, that's what I always wear a KN95 when I go to the store uh, or any any fucking public place. I wear the KN95 if I'm like if I'm just out walking somewhere and I've got to stick a mask on. It's it's usually one of those those little cheap blue ones or I've got some cloth ones that I throw on. Um, but I've got KN95s, and those will actually help protect you uh, from breathing in the virus, as well as keeping it, you from spreading it if you've got it. Um, but uh, the uh, yeah, that's it's bathrooms. You know that basically that's the kind of place that uh, you know to to avoid. But you know you can go to the gas station, get your gas. Just make sure you wash your hands or or. You know, use uh, hand sanitizer on on them um, after you've touched everything before you get back in the car. Yeah, but I mean, if you're trying to drive for like ten hour stretches, aren't you going to have to stop off and you know run into use a bathroom? Uh, no. I uh, usually what I would do would be to take an exit, uh, look for a, um, a a place that I can I can pull off the road close to to there, uh, and then. I mean, if you got to pee, just go up in the fucking bushes and pee. You know, uh, if you got to do more than that, then you've got your toilet with your little tent. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but if we're then, gonna have a vaccine in February. I think I'll just uh, wait till then. Well, I don't think you want to do it in February. That the mountains are kind of shit in February. Where were you thinking about going? Out to Portland? uh, No, more toward the center, uh, the central part of the state. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that kind of like uh, sort of desert mountain-ish? 
in that part of the state? It's got uh, mountains. The Deschutes River is there. There's a lot of kayaking, mountain hiking. I mean, it kind of reminded me, sounds like uh, Colorado. So I'm uh, I'm really eager to get out there. But that was the, the plan. Uh, my friend was actually going to go to France and do some painting and then come back. Um, we agreed to, to wait until he was back from France. Of course, I don't think he's been to France. Well, I know he hasn't been to France because he's an American. He's not allowed to go. Yeah, there was a brief um, window a couple of months ago where he could have gone over there, but yeah, that 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 bird has flown. But even the four, even then, it's still a fourteen day quarantine. I mean, you can't just go and then be at the Eiffel Tower drinking wine with a baguette. You know, as soon as you get out of Charles de Gaulle Airport, you got to quarantine and all of that. But um, I know this. <coughs> <clears throat> or stumble on the Notre Dame like I did. Uh, the got off the train from uh, Charles de Gaulle, uh, rode my bike along just randomly, and uh, f- there was the Notre Dame, which is didn't that burn down? Yeah, it's fucked up, man. It got it's and it's it it is so painful to me to realize because i mean some of the stuff i saw and i've i've only got a couple three pictures from the inside of i really wish this i'd been there i'd had a digital camera back then so because i'd have a thousand pictures um there was all this ornate carved woodwork with you know uh figures and stories carved into it and all that burned oh it's just awful i mean we said nothing good was ever going to happen again we weren't kidding. Yep. And uh, I think COVID-19 has proven us right. So, with that, Dave's going to say... Bye! Okay, nothing's good's ever going to happen again. Thank you for listening to the Modus Operandi Podcast. This episode was recorded at the IFPR Studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Bad Teacher Studios in Undisclosed Secret Bunker, with Dr. David Overby and Alan Miller. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remixed by Hydropod. Please join us again soon for the 208th episode by subscribing to the show wherever you get podcasts. Search for us on Facebook or wherever. A poorly kept webpage with uh, recent episodes is available at psychicreform.com slash mopod. That's psychicreform.com slash mopod. Or you can also find the RSS feed to directly subscribe to the show. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for weird freeform poetry, but not the Alan Evil that's been suspended, the one that's Big Al in a bunch of numbers. Listen to him uh, reply to the unhinged tweets of our liar-in-chief and the occasional cute animal video. The Mopod gift store is a fictional entity and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod! Stay safe, wear a mask, and maintain a safe distance from others. Good night.